This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to the Dude Fuel Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dude Fuel Podcast. We're going to do something new over the next four episodes. So this episode and uh, the next three, a total of four, I'm actually going to do a four-part podcast. And I've never done this before. I've never linked any of the podcasts together. But I want to do this because as an avid reader, I have really been moved by the four agreements. Uh, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. If you have not read this book, I just cannot recommend it highly enough to you. It's a very short read, and even better, you can pick it up uh, pretty cheap on uh, eBay. I picked up two copies, one for myself. I borrowed a copy from a friend, uh, read it, loved it, and then I bought a copy for myself and a copy to give to a friend. And um, I paid about $3 um, for each copy and they were brand new. So it's um, a very good book if you have not read it, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And you know, if you want to read the book and you don't want any spoilers, you probably shouldn't listen uh, listen to the next few um, podcasts, although I, I hope that you will. And I hope that, uh, you know, if you don't have time to go out and pick up the book, at least I can impart a little bit of the wisdom uh, from this book with you here on the podcast. So the four agreements, um, these are, you know, basically to set it up a little bit, the four agreements are agreements that you make with yourself. They are personal decisions, decisions regarding your personal philosophy about how you're going to live your life. And it has to do with orthodoxy and orthopraxy. That is correct or right belief and correct or right action. Okay. So it has to do not only with what you believe, but with what you do. And it draws the natural, I think, connection between these two, that what you believe comes out in how you live your life. And sometimes when we evaluate how we're living our lives, we actually get greater insights into what we believe as well. So it can work both ways. Powerful book by Don Miguel Ruiz. um, And we're going to start today by discussing the first agreement. Okay, so again, spoilers ahead, just be aware. So the first agreement in the book is to be impeccable with your word. Uh, That's the first agreement. Be impeccable with your word. And obviously he goes into some detail here in the book. And rather than me just reading you what he has to say, I feel like that would be rather boring. uh, I just want to um, share a few quotes with you and then talk a little bit about what this means to me. Of the four agreements... I find this first agreement to be the most difficult to understand. Like as I was reading it, I was like, I kind of think I get what he means, but I'm not entirely sure that I'm understanding what he intends when he says to be impeccable with your word. And so, um, you know, what I got from this was that being impeccable with your word takes a lot of different forms. But the idea is that no matter what, your word, the words that you actually speak, your words are powerful. And we can use our words to severely harm other people. I mean, not talking about you, we don't have to physically harm them. 
And you know this because if you've ever said something to somebody and you weren't really weighing out your words and you saw that look on their face, it's an awful thing when you realize, man, I just said something and I didn't think about it. I didn't think it through. I didn't understand before I said it how much that was going to hurt them. And likewise, you know, you can probably think of a time that somebody said something to you that really hurt you and they may not have recognized that that was going to hurt you or that it was going to hurt as much. Um, And so our words are very powerful. We can use them to build people up or to tear them down. But the other thing is we can use our words to affect our own lives, to affect our own being in those same positive and negative ways. You know, I think a lot has been said on being careful about what you say to other people so that you don't give them, you know, the wrong impression, so that you don't harm them, uh, and things like that. But Don Miguel Ruiz, in the book, he puts a little bit of a different spin on it. And he says, being impeccable with your word is not using the word against yourself. If I see you in the street and I call you stupid, it appears that I'm using the word against you. But really, I'm using my word against myself because you're going to hate me for this and your hating me is not good for me. Therefore, if I get angry and with my word send all that emotional poison to you, I'm using the word against myself. It's kind of like that old saying that um, bitterness uh, is, is really like, you know, drinking poison and waiting for your enemy to die. You know, if, if you haven't heard that before, um, let me say it again. Bitterness um, is really like drinking poison and waiting for your enemy to die. Bitterness is hurting you. That other person is likely going about their life. They don't care. They're not aware. It's not doing them any harm. But your perpetual negative thoughts against them is harming you. And in the same way, when we speak ill of others and we use our our word in an inappropriate manner. It's not just that we can hurt other people. I mean, we can, and that's something that we need to be mindful of, but we also need to be aware that we're harming ourselves uh, when we do that, okay? So he goes on in the book here and he says, the power of the word is completely misused in hell. So he takes this idea of heaven and hell and he sort of transposes that onto um, our regular everyday lives. Um, Basically talking about how we can create a type of heaven and a type of hell here on earth by our our actions, right? And he actually uses the uh, the example of Hitler, you know, and what happened with the Holocaust, which is an extreme example, but that's an example of how like a hell can be created on earth. And that Hitler created that with his word. But he goes on, he says, the power of the word is completely misused in hell. We use the word to curse, to blame, to find guilt, to destroy. Of course, we also use it in the right way, but not too often. Mostly, we use the word to spread our personal poison, to express anger, jealousy, envy, and hate. The word is pure magic, the most powerful gift we have as humans, and we use it against ourselves. We plan revenge. We create chaos with the word. We use the word to create hate between different races, between different people, between families, between nations. We misuse the word so often, and this misuse is how we create and perpetuate the dream of hell. So some really strong words there, okay? But really moving and powerful 
um, for me. Thinking about my word that I'm speaking. And you know, we also talk about giving our word, right? And we say that we, we give our word. It's like we're saying, you know, you, you can trust me. Okay, I'm giving you my, my word that I will do what I say I'm going to do, right? But when we, when we use our words here on earth, we can create a type of heaven or a type of hell. We can bring joy or we can bring sorrow and grief and sadness. Um, you know, we can bring a host of positive feelings and emotions to the world, to ourselves as well as other people, or we can bring a lot of negativity into the world. And one of the best decisions that I made last year was to severely restrict the words that I was listening to and what was impacting me in my life. And I got very serious about reading particular books. I got very serious about getting, you know, getting rid of things on my Facebook news feed that were upsetting to me, of putting away, you know, the news apps and the news websites that were not giving me the facts, but they were always putting their sort of spin on things, which by the way has led me to basically just detox from uh, news in general because it's very hard to find uh, news sites that just kind of give you the facts. If you have any recommendations for me, please drop them, uh, drop them off as a comment or send me a message. Let me know. But this was one of the best decisions that I made last year was to watch the words that I was putting into my body to, to watch the words that were going into me. And then this year really was the tail end of last year. And this year there's a much greater emphasis on me thinking about my words and I would love to tell you that I always, you know, use proper words and, you know, words that are going to bring love and joy and hope and, and a vibrancy to everybody around me and, 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 and enrich my own life and create this sort of heaven on earth. But that's not the case, you know, and my wife can certainly attest to that. It's like sometimes I choose really poor words and those words have an impact and it, and it's you know it's not always positive but being mindful of this and making a commitment to be impeccable with your word is is it's difficult and again it's sort of a difficult concept to grasp i mean on the surface you know you're like i get it words are powerful i can say good things or bad things but there's a certain depth here and i do encourage you to go out to pick up the book and to read it for yourself cuz i just can't do justice to this amazing concept, um, just reading you a few quotes and, and doing a, a brief podcast with you. So I, I recommend that you go out and you pick up the book and you'll see that being impeccable with your word is a little more nuanced and it's a little more tricky and difficult than you might have thought at first. But making the commitment to be impeccable with your word, one final thought I, I wanna share with you here. Making that commitment has also led me to not use my words at all in certain situations. Very difficult for me. I like to talk. Uh, my family was very chatty. So we were always talking and, you know, we had the gift of gab. We like to banter. And, you know, that's just kind of what we did growing up. And I started to realize as I got older that that could be a good thing or a bad thing, that it can be fun to engage in conversations with people. And, you know, to be witty, that can be fun, but it can also hurt people. And it can also simply be needless and be a lot of noise. I know for me, there are certain mornings where 
I get into the car to go to work and it's like, I just need some silence to start my day. I don't need to start with a podcast or an audio book or listening to music. And in fact, that's a commitment I've made for this season of Lent right now. And I was thinking about what to give up and I decided to give up listening to things in my car um, on the way to and from work. And I also do that sometimes with, with other trips. But my main commitment is that I'm not going to listen to anything on my drives to and from work, but I'm going to sit in that silence and be meditative and, and contemplative and to really try and connect with the divine, to try and connect with something greater that could be out there. And, um, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know for you what struggles you might have with the word. Maybe you have a difficult time expressing yourself. Okay. This is the opposite of me. Okay. Maybe you, uh, you know, maybe you have uh, a hard time not saying negative things about yourself. Boy, I've got some friends that that's the case. And I'm having to constantly remind them, hey, like, don't be mean to my friend. You, don't be mean to yourself. You're my friend. I care about you. And I don't, I don't want you talking about yourself that way. So how are you talking about yourself? How are you speaking to other people? How are you using your words? And, you know, could it be that you're overusing the word or words in general? That's what I've really found for myself. Um, There is a time and a place to speak. And there's a time and a place to refrain from speaking. And I certainly feel like for myself, the latter is much more difficult than the former. There are just certain times where I don't need to use my words at all, and that is still making a commitment to being impeccable with my word. So again, I encourage you to go out and pick up the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. We'll pick up with the second agreement tomorrow here on the podcast. I thank you so much for listening. As always, uh, this podcast is dedicated to you and to your success. I thank you so much for listening. I hope that you will subscribe and also drop me a line and let me know how I can make the podcast a better experience for you. I look forward to speaking with you again and talking about the second agreement with you uh, tomorrow. Thanks for listening.